This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to this, the first of a special two-part podcast looking at women in football. In this episode, we'll be speaking to an incredible seven-year-old Stokey on a mission to make the walk to the Bet365 a a littleless experience, a young lady hoping to forge a career in the media, a high-profile Potter supporter who's seemingly done it all, and an ambassador for a campaign set up by the group Her Game 2. Well, it's an action-packed podcast, so we're going to dive straight in. This is seven-year-old Sophie, who throughout this season has been filling bag after bag with rubbish dropped by supporters in and around the Bet365 Stadium. Sophie is also joined by her mum, Melissa, a fellow season ticket holder. Hi, so I am joined by Melissa and Sophie today. So... Yes, so Sophie, you are the one behind the hashtag Super Sophie, the Super Stokey, I hear. Can you uh, tell us a bit about that? When I decided to start art, it was one night when we were coming back from the Stoke game. Um, I decided to start litter picking because there was so much rubbish on the ground and and... And when we litter pick on the way to the Stoke game, um, on the way back, people drop their rubbish. Yeah, so I mean, do, are we, is it mainly like the walk up from sort of between the, the ground and like Blurton? Is that more? Yeah. That, yeah, so I, I, I do that myself. I usually park around there and walk down. And I, 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 a, I had um, a, a bottle and a, and a like just I think it was a chocolate bar wrapper, and I walked the whole walk and there's not one bin all the way down. No, there isn't. There's one at the bridge, and then the next bin's at the ground, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I thought, as uh, I thought to myself, yeah, I've held held this all the way, and it's. Um, yeah, there should be a couple of bins down there, but that doesn't really excuse people chucking all that litter down, does it? You shouldn't, you shouldn't really have to be doing that, I don't think, every week, do you? Once, somebody threw rubbish on the floor when there was a bin right next to them. Yeah, unfortunately, this, uh, yes, there seems to be a few lazy people around, doesn't there? Just chuck it around. But I, I, I bet you... Um, 
How long have you been going to Stoke then? Um, so Sophie's first season ticket was the year before COVID. So, uh, oh gosh, four, since she was four, I think. Yeah. And then, I've, yeah, so it's quite a while, but you, yeah. um, you missed out in a couple of years, didn't you? Yeah. Are, are you, do people around you recognise you? Do they know all the good work that you've been well, doing? Uh, the people that we sit next to do because they're season tickets. Um, but you get a lot of people, I think, on Twitter that see see her on the walk, so they comment after. Yeah. Yeah. And when we were on the way to co-op, we decided to let her pick because down there was a mess, wasn't it? Yeah, that was in me, wasn't it? Yeah. So, so you're branching out then? So. You're doing letter picking everywhere now, are you? Everywhere you just just see a bit of a, somewhere that needs cleaning up and and just do it. Just uh, getting your your letter picker in your bags, are you? Yeah. That's wonderful. It's amazing stuff. And um, have you has anybody spoken to you about it? I mean, did you you receive something off the club? Didn't you? Did I see for? Yeah, you got um like a a letter from the club, didn't you? Yeah. Um, and then you was um mascot at one of the games yeah and uh, and uh yeah and a letter from the council as well didn't you yeah yeah i did <laughs> oh so you got a letter from the council for picking all the litter up <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah thanks for doing our job for as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was both councils as well so it was staffordshire and stoke <laughs> you got two didn't you yeah did, did you did you mention the fact there was no bins on that walkway? Did you? Say, well, she's going to but... she's going to see the um the mayor next uh, next month, so she probably will mention something <laughs> about bins. Oh, well, I'll just say I have actually myself um, contacted the council about the flat fact, and they haven't got back to me yet. So yeah. we'll see. But we'll yes. see if we can get the mayor to put some bins. Uh, yeah, because like there's one. Near the bridge, the second bridge that we walk past. Yeah, but that's it. And the one of the Stoke game, and that's all. Uh, so, would you do you think um, since you've been doing it that there's less litter there or, or more? Or um, I think there's less. Yeah, there is less. Yeah, there is still some new litter every week, but there is. Yeah. it's getting less, isn't it? Yeah. And well, we some other people that are picking. That's good then, because I think that could be your that could be your message getting out to people. They see that you're doing it and think, really, should I be chucking this on the floor and letting you know, letting a little girl come along and pick it all up for me? Or no, I think I can hold on to it and put it in the bin myself. Yeah, so, yeah. a lot a lot of people have started using your bags now, haven't they? So yeah. they asked to put the rubbish in the bags whilst they're walking, which is yeah. better. Because like when we're near, this, like halfway to the Stoke ground, and there's no bins around, and they have rubbish, they ask us, don't they? Yeah. Oh, that's really good, then. That at least that shows that you know what you're doing there is having a having a positive effect on people as well. So you should be really proud of yourself for that. Well done. Mm -hmm. So if you had a message, then what would you, what would you have your, what would the message would you say to people? What would you always say about the trees? Oh, if you throw litter on the ground and get to go into the earth, 
and it would stop the trees from ma making oxygen and and flowers would start making oxygen and we can't live without oxygen yeah that's a pretty strong message there isn't it yeah if we can't you know it's it's not just uh it's not just how it looks as well it's harming nature and harming harming everything you know probably what we can't see i say once it's once it's buried i think people need to be more aware of what they're doing don't they and just you know you know, just have a bit more thought it's easy to just drop something or chuck it just keep hold of it what what harm is it going to do in your hand for another two three minutes till you come across a bin we need to look after where we live don't we yeah and then you hopefully one day you'll be able to finish the match you'll pick up your bag and it will be empty when you get to the top of that that's the dream is it hopefully <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the dream you can say you can get hang up your litter picker there knowing you've done your the job's done in that yeah. head. Mummy can start. We've had lots of pi litter pickers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because all of them broke. Yeah. And we've got two one that's that um normally stops at a place which it's where it's not supposed to. And the other one's new. I think that's because we picked so many heavy bottles up. It's the heavy glass bottles, isn't it? And it's, yeah, the little pickers can't quite take the bottles. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you say you've been going since you were four now. So, who's your who's your um, favourite Stoke player? Nick Powell. Nick Powell was a good choice there. <laughs> good choice. Maybe maybe when he's uh, <laughs> when he's all recovered, you should get him come join you one day. Yeah, I'm hopefully. <laughs> Go and get your high vis on. Get your high vis on, Nick, and come come there to pick you with me. Yeah. Yeah, it's been wonderful talking to you. And best of luck in that. And uh, hopefully, like I say, that dream will become reality soon enough that there'll be no no litter left on the floor, especially in that little pathway there. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. We'll keep spreading keep spreading the news and then yeah. people more people will get the message, won't they? Yeah. As well, obviously, you, uh, Melissa, you've been going, like I say, a lot, a lot longer than than your daughter there. Yeah. <laughs> how do you? A long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you feel down down the game? And obviously, we're sort of trying to get a grasp, an aspect of you know, do you feel safer to match? I know that some women in the past, it's not sort of been felt that way. Um, I do. I I do feel um safe now, and I feel safe for Sophie. When I started going, especially the away, uh, it was quite scary. Um, I think at one point we went to a Man City away game, and I think I ended up crying because of the, the men behind me because it was just too much. Because I think they got in a, a bit a big argument with my mom, and I think just ran away crying as a like an eleven year old child. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think that had happened now. So uh, when we went down to the Crystal Palace away game for the, the cup game the other week, Sophie didn't come, but I took my young nephew and it's nothing like that anymore. It's just about everyone having fun, not just the boys going to football. Yeah. It, it seems, and especially there's a lot more for kids in the, the family area now yeah. than there ever was. 
Um, so that that's especially for the girls. That I think especially that like some girls are new to football. It's still not a big thing to go watch. Yeah. So like the face painting in the golf, it's it's unisex uh, yeah. experiences for the kids. It's not all just about FIFA and and football. It it's it's a whole experience now, which I think it's a lot. It, it's a lot easier for families, and if women that go are with their husband that don't normally go, they're not going to sit in what used to be the boovin and be terrified of what's around them because they're not used to the experience. So I think it's a lot better than it was. Yeah. Yeah. So you think that, like in twenty twenty two now that. I like say you and your daughter can go in a match, and it's not sort of looked at as like, what are you, you know, what are you doing here? That kind of yeah. thing that maybe it would have been in generations gone past. I think so, so yeah. That's good. So it sounds like we are moving in the right direction then. <laughs> yeah, you still got you still got some people think, well, uh, who are you with? And we're like, well, we're not with <laughs> anyone. I think we had that the uh, the other cup a cup game where we were, saying, we were saying bye to the people in front and they were like, oh, where's your husband gone? I was like, oh, with an husband. <laughs> it's just, just, just because I was sat next to a bloke and the kid. I mean, I've never met these people before. So I think it's some of some of the people still are still not used to the seeing t- two girls or two women there together. But I don't think it shocks people anymore. I think it used to. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, we I take my daughters with me, and um, I know what you mean. Like the family stand, like they always. That's what they're sort of exciting for them. I was like, before the game kicks off, like, I want to get my face painted. and yeah. I want to go on the golf and that. So I do understand what you're saying there. I think that it does. They, they need to do things like that. I think don't they? The club just to make, like you say, make it a more about the day because. 90 minutes is a long time for a child as well, and to sit and watch. The game yeah. Of football. It- Especially in winter, because it's absolutely freezing up there. So yeah. <laughs> to sit there for for ninety minutes and then half an hour before the game, and you and they've got nothing, they end up like little popsicles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think um, as well. Then on the toilet, run about four times as well with two off. Yeah, <laughs> it breaks up the day. Uh, but yeah, it, I. I think the club, like I say, they do they do a bit there for the kids and that, and and so like I say, it's it's nice to see what you're saying there that that you know as you feel that in the recent years and that that it's improving for for yourself as well as a woman, you know, the people around you as well don't yeah sort of look at you in the same way and think, well, hang on, you know, why you you know this is a man, this is where the men are or anything like that, and I think like I say that there's probably still going to be some people out there who still hold that view, but yeah. they look to be getting less and less. And hopefully, like I said, that can, you know, in years to come, that'll just, with education and and that'll just sort of die out, won't it? Hopefully. Yeah, I think it, I think it will. It's just, the, it's just what you grew up with. So yeah. I, I grew up with going to football with my mother. My mum grew up going to football, so... In our, it's it's normal in our family, but a lot of people, it's a it's a son it's a son and father thing, and they they're still running on that mentality. But say 10, 20 years, it's probably going to be completely different again. And that that's it. I mean, it's it's all about it's just bums on seats at the end of the day, aren't you? It's just another person. It doesn't matter what 
you know, what age you are, what sex you are, or anything. You know, everybody's, you know, everybody's equal in, in the same respect. You've all paid, yeah. you've all paid for your ticket. You're all in there. You're all supporting. You're all together as one, supporting the, the same team. So it doesn't really matter at all. Yeah. But bro, yeah. But thank you, uh, thank you for your time. I'm let you get off now. All right, lovely. Thank you for having us. A wonderful course there, and a very important message. I'm sure you'll agree. Moving on now, we were jo- I was joined by Mike for this section as we spoke to regular contributor to the pod, Rory Thomas, chairwoman of the Supporters Council and Radio Stoke commentator, Angela Smith, and an ambassador for Here Game 2, Charlotte Cromarty. Yeah, so me and Mike, we've got three very special guests with us today. Really looking forward to this, Mike. Are you, mate? Yeah, I've been looking forward to this for a while, mate. We've, we've been talking about it for a little bit, haven't we? And it's come up on, on a number of different occasions throughout the, the season. So, yeah, really looking forward to it, mate. Yeah, we thought, obviously, the international break um, is sort of the perfect opportunity as well, isn't it, to do this? Uh, you know, give it full full exposure, no other distractions, just what it needs, I think. Yeah, it, it, it's exactly what it needs, mate. And, and like we've said, you know, this... I think football is very much a community stoke bang on about stoke being a community and we like to just try and give everybody a voice it doesn't make a difference whether you're male female you know white black whatever it is we, we've always been the case that you know if anyone wants to say anything about any topic uh get in touch with us and you know we'll we'll cover it off yeah and there might be i say there might be some interesting stories that people hear today maybe things that you know the way they've acted themselves that they may just not understood how it makes others feel and and, and so let's, I saw let's crack on to it. So we'll, we'll go to you, Rory, first. So do you want to introduce yourself to our listeners? I know they obviously they'll know your voice. Um, won't they? Do you want to uh, give us a bit more detail about you and your Stoke journey? Um, hi. Um, basically, like I've I've been a Stoke fan like since I was little, but um, I wasn't really fully into depth of being a football fan until. Um, mid last year when like when all the Euros was on I seem to have got into it really quickly um, and I just built up hope and I'd started to like commentate games in a way on my social medias and everyone was like oh you're just a commentator you should be a commentator um, and I've kind of I put my head into the game of I want to be um, a commentator and media when I'm older um, so I see I've also done sides of like coaching sessions in school with the because um, Stoke come in on Fridays and they do coaching um the community trust guys um and I've got myself helping coach them sessions um and I, I get told that I shouldn't do it because I'm a girl and I always get knocked down but that knocking down also builds me stronger every time. So where you when you say you get knocked down and people say like you know you shouldn't be doing this girls shouldn't be doing this, is that from sort of your peers and your sort of classmates or is that from outsiders maybe adults or anything? No, I it always seems to be lads my age like the ones that are in my class. Like there's a fair few football football lads football fans. Some of them are Stoke, some of them not. So they always tell me that Stoke are rubbish no matter what who they are. <laughs> um, but they always like, oh, well, we're just 100% better than you like. I bet I could beat you in a game. I bet I can take shots against you. And, and it's it's one of them that you've got to kind of 
you, in a way, you, you kind of sit there and accept what they're saying, but don't because you shouldn't have to sit and listen to what they're saying as a football fan. No one should be able to sit and listen to someone say just because you're the opposite gender. And because it's always seemed as a male-dominated game for so many years, it's now kind of coming into thing of females wanting to be involved. But I just I tell it how it is when it comes to them saying it. I'll I'll tell them back that I, it's wrong what they're saying, but it makes me stronger and it makes me want to push even harder. Can I ask Rory? I mean, where where do you think this stems from? Because if I if I mean I've got a little boy. I say little. He's ten. Um, if my son come out with that, he would get a right earful from me. So so where where's this coming from in, in the current kind of age group? I'm assuming th- parents somehow. I I think it's just because they've they've kind of people have grown up to be that it's a male dominated game, and now these past couple of years it seems to like females are, are starting to get into play more and showing that they have got the passion for this game just as much as them guys do, and it kind of it does seem to be teenagers who play football and think that they 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 can be good they can be good so can females and everyone just thinks that they are going to be better because they are males and they don't have the and they have the passion whereas we don't but what they don't realize is we hold the passion behind us so much and one one day it's gonna it's gonna be big and it's and it's gonna be strong and I hope to be a part of that when I'm older so with with that in mind like do you find it difficult then to sort of converse with with the lads about football and you in like your school and, and your surroundings and stuff do you, do you maybe think that they sort of disregard your opinion or you have to prove yourself with them because you are a girl yeah like i because what my one of my PE teachers she plays football and um, she plays for port vale um and i always kind of go to her about what i'd like to think because the the lads in my school don't seem to accept it, but the staff will, but the students won't because they just think that we, we're just females who belong in the kitchen. For example, um, on International Women's Day, I had food tech and we were talking about football and they said, well, well we're cooking now, so it's, it's where you belong. You belong in the kitchen. And I got really, I got high rates about it. I, ju- I told them, I was like, just because we're female doesn't mean we have to be in the kitchen or be where a female should be when they've got all these sports they can do, like basketball, football, anything they can do if they put their mind to it. Yeah, that really shocks me, that does. I I understand, you know, there's always been sort of a, you know, lads together school sort of, you know, oh yeah, isn't this funny, isn't it banter, which, you know, it's not, it's not acceptable yeah, but Jane, to to think to go to that extent as well, and that you know, still uh, even now, you it surprises me because you, you do sort of look at the world and you see a lot of things that are going on and think that the situation is getting better, isn't it? But yeah, like may, maybe that comes with maturity. May, I yeah. don't know. For example, the other week um, we had um, we had like it was a part of her game too. We. Um, it was, I think, it was the day after International Women's Day. Um, we had like half an hour session of football, females only, um, and all the lads were like, "Oh yeah, we're all going to come out. We're all going to beat you in a game." And 
a lot of them turned around and said, well, try us, try us and we can see, but don't don't sit there and say what you're going to say when you won't actually live up to what you're saying because you know for a fact that it's not true, but you just want to say it to sound big and sound hard, but you're not going to get anywhere with it because we will show you what, what skills we've got, no matter what it takes in, in getting us through it, but we will get there. Yeah, to be honest, I don't even think it's about skill, is it? I mean, I used to play football. I was never the greatest footballer, but I enjoyed yeah. it, and that was the main thing. I don't think exactly. it's all like, oh, we'll beat you. And we, I don't think that that to me is a complete irrelevance. If it's more about if you play football and you enjoy playing football, then that's amazing. Then you should carry on playing football. <laughs> yeah, I think like I think the thing that winds me up the most is I'll say something, and it can be right but they will still sit there and argue the fact that it's wrong and it's not right. But knowing that it happened, like, say, the night before, it's still wrong. Like, everyone's got their own opinion on different players. Like, everyone's got different opinions on Ronaldo and Messi and half of the Stoke players, but it's their opinion. And even though a fact about them could be right, they'll still sit there and argue with the fact that it's wrong. And it's just like, whoa, you can't just sit there when we're right by saying what we're saying and that I should just give up with what I'm trying to do. But that won't happen because that just makes me look like a fool. Okay. So, I mean, you touched on earlier on as well that you, you sort of your future and what, you, what you'd like to get yourself into, or, you know, in your, as you advance and leave school, um, maybe into further education and that. And, and sports media seems to be the, your journey that you're looking at. Uh, how's, yeah. how's that sort of going now? Are you sort of trying to make plans or you know, see what you can um, and can't do at the minute? Well, we're looking into making my own podcast. Um, we're looking at all the materials for it. Um, we've got in contact with John T. Sargent. So when I go the next home match, we are going to speak to him. Obviously, I was supposed to go Millwall, but I didn't go. Um, but we're going to get in t- contact with John, John T. Sargent when we next go to the home match. Um get advice from him but at the minute we are looking into making my own podcast and obviously I'm going to contact Stoke about the under 23s and under 18s games because like it was mentioned the other week they don't get a lot of coverage. We've done that one um, quite extensively on this pod haven't we Dan about the under 18s (laughs) under 23s and lack of coverage is shocking at times. Yeah Yeah. exactly like you'll see all the Twitter posts of all the detailed ones of our football matches but then it comes to under 23s and under 18s no one seems to care about it just because they're youngsters but like like, for example at Mivit Exile his name's going to be one to remember because he will be a future star no matter where he goes. You've, you, there's so much potential in him and so many of the under 23s um, but it's just one of them that you've got to kind of the, needs coverage and I I would love to do something like that I've, I mean I've seen arguments around um, the club don't want to draw attention to their younger players before they sort of get more like full contracted and stuff but I think that yeah, I don't think you can use that excuse these days. It, you know, if other clubs, if we've got good players, other clubs will know about our better players. At the end of the day, whether we stream matches or whatever, I don't think that will have any impact in on what people, you know, people's opinions of our youngsters. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so I mean, good luck with that. If if you've if you've 
put yourself forward for that, Rory. You'll, uh, yeah, good luck. I hope you get somewhere with it. It'll be a great little stepping stone for you, definitely. Thank you. <laughs> uh, moving on to yourself now, Ange. Um, yeah, I'd say you are probably one of our most high-profile Stoke supporters. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I probably am um, better known than a lot of people. And, and I'd just like to say that, you know, Rory's mentioned a few things that are, are really important. Uh, and even back to when I first started watching Stoke, uh, you have to appreciate that being men on this podcast, you've always been looked upon as um, the most important sex. And it's changing slowly but women, as you've actually said yourself, have as much right to go and appreciate a game of football as men. And the problem is when men compare women with men, because after the age of puberty, there's no way that women can compete with men at most sports because of the difference in muscular strength, etc. So if you if you can look beyond that um, and look at the technical ability of some of the women. It makes me laugh when we all go to football, and, and, and as Rory said, we all have we all have players that we like. But the vast majority of us who criticise people and say, "Oh, they're rubbish, waste of time, get rid," we couldn't do an eighth of what those people do with the football. And it's the same. It's the same with uh, lads and, and men talking about women footballers. The top class women footballers have as much skill as some of the people. Not saying it's the top men, but some of the people that criticise the top women footballers, the top women footballers would make them look silly. But they, they, they don't have the ability to, to look at somebody's technical side of the game. They just look at the power and the strength of people and think that they can beat them on that alone. But I, I've always wanted to see um, some of these people that say how good they are, uh, who haven't made it as professionals, up against some of the better women. And that would be the acid test. But there's no doubt in my mind that um, women's sport has taken a great leap forward during the COVID outbreak, because at that time, people were stuck at home. They'd watch any sport. They'd watch if they were sporty, they'd watch any sport on the telly, any sport that they could get anywhere. And women's sport made a breakthrough at that time because there were there was more opportunities for people to watch it. Um, and the other thing, of course, is if you're looking at going into the media, as, as these two ladies have said tonight, these two women have said, then you've now got role models. When I was involved in, in, in my sport, there were there were no professional role models. I started professional squash. And now it's much easier for people because there's a saying, if you if you can see it, you can be it. And now there are people that made the breakthrough, like Kelly Cates uh, as a broadcaster. You look at Emma Hayes as a manager. So. I think it's a great, really exciting time for, for younger females who want to get into sports media or want to get into playing football. And uh, that should go for any sports. Just because you're female, it doesn't mean that you have any lesser right to, to play a sport that you love. Yeah, I mean, there's, like you say, there's role models out there and there's this sort of ones that have come through the women's football game, sort of like your Alex Scott. And there's also people like, say, like Laura Woods, who's got probably the biggest sports radio wise the, the the most high profile slot on the talk sport breakfast um taking over from obviously like alan brazil on there so there is it looks like you know the pathways are be, are there aren't they for for women going forward and let's hope that you know it's it, it shouldn't it should be an irrelevance whether you are male or female you know that shouldn't 
that shouldn't become a factor, should it, when you're deciding who's the best person for that for a job in in media? It, it, it you know whether you're male or female is irrelevant, really. Yeah, I would agree, but um, that's in an ideal world, and we don't live in an ideal world. No. And if if you look at leadership roles um, throughout the UK, for example, whether it's football or not, there's less than thirty percent leaders in boardrooms who are female, and that can't be right because. Um, it's already been proved that gender equality actually improves the workplace. So whether you're just talking about football or sport or life in general, there's a huge amount of work to still be done um, to, to get parable, you know, to get to be the same as everybody else. But it's a work in progress and it is happening. I mean, it's improved a lot since uh, I started watching Stoke. There are a lot more women now, a lot more girls that go to, to watch football than when I was when I was young, it was a bit of a rarity to see women at a football match. But I don't hold with the, well, what do you know? You can't even play the game, um, which tends to come out um, from some men when they're losing arguments. Yeah, I mean, talking about when you did start, start going to, to Stoke and that, how, how did you, were you accepted down the game? You know, or was there a lot of sort of, a lot of looks, a lot of comments uh, a bit of backlash, maybe, would would you say? Well, when I started going, I was I was very young. I mean, I went because my mum and dad couldn't get a babysitter. And um, <laughs> sadly, I also went to the Vale uh, on occasions because my dad was one of these blokes that went to Stoke one week and Vale the next because you didn't go to many away games then. And I never forgave him for it, in all honesty. But uh, if we're being serious, um, as I got older, people sort of humour you. And... Um, when I was with my parents, it wasn't a problem because I think my mum would have uh, given as good as she got because my mum was quite a fierce Stoke fan too. But as you get older and you go with your mates, you are looked upon as a bit of a novelty and then it changes. And then if you don't like the player that they like, then they have a go at you and say, well, you don't know what you're talking about, etc. which the other two girls on this call have, will have probably had themselves. It's quite frustrating. But you have to appreciate that... Um, not everybody looks at life the same as you do because, again, why, why do men have to look at... In the past, men have not had to bother about women going to football because there's not been many of them there. Now it's getting more and more regular and the more people go, I think it will change because it will just become a fact of life that women like football and women go to football. And eventually, some of the ignorant people who go to football now who don't think women have a place at football will think mm, maybe they've got a point with what they're saying and it will change because everything changes uh, if if things if you keep seeing the same things everything changes eventually and it bec there becomes an acceptance i mean you were talking about um people can listen to your or speak on your podcast whether they're black white or whatever there was a time when you didn't see many black people in stoke and everybody was a little bit shocked now most people have black friends in Stoke-on-Trent. So if you if you look if you if you take that to another extent, the more women females that go to football, the more it'll become normal, and it will get normalised. And then people like you uh, won't have to have these podcasts to try and educate people who don't understand that women have a right to to do as much as men. Yeah, absolutely, Angie. And can I just ask as well? I mean, for you, obviously, you've gone from. I know you obviously did not FM uh, and you've obviously gone to obviously Radio Stoke. So what's been the turning point for you in terms of your career in media? Has has there been a a moment where that the pennies dropped for obviously the likes of Radio Stoke to, of course, you know, 
uh, take you on to their, their team. And uh, has that happened or is it because the world has started to accept, you know, Sky Sports are having uh, women commentators and uh, bits like that? Has there been a turning point um, or is it just, as you said, has it been more of a, a slow, steady progress, really? Well, I was on Signal. I mean, John T was mentioned earlier on. I, I, I was on Signal before I did, you know, I did Not FM and I was also on Signal with John T on Saturday matches. And John T's a very accomplished broadcaster. In answer to your question about Radio Stoke, I was very flattered when they they contacted me and, and asked me if I would do some work with them. And um, I think it was quite brave of Radio Stoke uh, to, to ask me because obviously nobody, no female had done it for Radio Stoke before. And I just hope I'm the first of loads of women um, that, that get on and, and do stuff. I have been shocked at some of the personal messages I've received from uh, people who clearly know much more about football than me from, from what they tell me in personal messages, you know, like stay in the kitchen or, or another room of the house. What do you know about football, etc., etc.? If you're going to allow these people to uh, hurt you, then ladies are not going to, females are not going to advance. Um, so you just brush it off, you get on with it. And, and Laura Woods, as was mentioned, she's got a brilliant job now, she's working hard, but even she um, gets the trolls abusing her now. I was at a Women in Football Day at Wembley, and some of the stories that she told and one or two other high-profile people like Alex Scott told um, if you if you look at the comments somebody like myself gets and magnify them a thousand times, I'm afraid there's a lot of trolls out there that um, that think women are fair game. They probably think men are fair game too, but it, it's particularly unpleasant. Uh, but you know, like everybody else on this call that's female, I'm I'm not going to let it beat me. Uh, and you just keep going because you believe in what you're doing. So yeah, it's been an eye opener for me, but it's been a steep learning curve for me, and I love doing it. And um, I'll just keep expressing my opinion for as long as they ask me to do it. So I'm, I'm honoured to do it. Same way as I'm honoured to be part of this group talking tonight. I think anything you can do to advance women's cause in, in sport generally is, is what you should do. Yeah, I think you're saying there about social media and, and you know, the comments that you get, it's it's quite a thing where you see people hiding behind a computer screen or a keyboard or the, or the phone and making the comments like that. That I mean, I take it you never get any of this said to your face. Uh, well, I haven't yet, but I'm sure now you've thrown out the challenge <laughs> that somebody will manage to do that at the next match. Uh, no, and it is normally, as everybody else might, might testify to, it's normally the people that are Bob the Builder or KES75G, uh, they never use their own names and um, they think it's highly amusing to do what they do. My advice to, to anybody else on this call is uh, unless it's a complete lie about you, don't even respond because they get off on, on the responses that you give them. I'll give you an example. Today I put out a tweet about um, I just copied the link of the financial report for Stoke and put um, something similar to you can't question the commitment of the owners no doubt somebody will or some will and within I would say 30 seconds because I timed it um, I was getting abuse and um, people tend to twist what you say to suit their narrative but you just have to get on with it and and we all will get on with it and eventually it will stop but you have to appreciate that for um, for some people it's a very serious and damaging thing and that's why 
social media can be a great place, but it can also be an awful place. If if somebody keeps, we all know or have read of instances where people take their own lives because of things that are said to them on social media. And I believe that if everybody had to have their own name and proof of where they lived, 95 possibly more percent of the ignorance displayed in tweets, on Facebook, on all other forms of social media would stop because it's it's people hiding behind keyboards. It's funny you should can mention that. Add, go on, sorry, go on. Can I just add something on to what um, Angela just said um, about social media? Yeah. Um, like, there was this video going around about Ronaldo storming out of a game um, and it was a uh, girls will never understand what um, this feeling. And I commented, I said, well, as a girl, um, I, I can understand the feeling because it is frustrating. And I had same, I'm a girl, same, I'm a girl. And then I had the, uh, no, you, you wouldn't though. You wouldn't, you just wouldn't. Um, and so many girls were replying, they were fighting back the argument, but there was still them, them people that just had the time to just argue with the fact that we're girls, we can't do this. Um, and then I had my Instagram story. Um, I'd put something on about Stoke and the play of the game. And I had someone reply to that saying, you're a girl, you'd know nothing about it. Um, like, just get over yourself. You're, you're a fake Stoke fan. You're a fake fan of football. You just might as well give up. And 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 it was just like, well, I'm not being funny, but you're saying that because you haven't got an argument against what I'm saying, so you choose the argument of, well, I'm a female football fan, you shouldn't do that. That's because they don't have the argument of what's on my story. So they want to argue that I'm not right, but they don't say why I'm not right, apart from I'm a female. Yeah, so so the fact you're a female is the issue rather than your actual opinion, which makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, what a lot of this seems to me like... It, it, it's almost exactly the same as the whole racism argument, isn't it? it? It's it's exactly the same. If it's not about gender, it's about race. You get exactly this same type of of backbiting and pathetic comments and stuff that comes out. I don't see much of a difference between racism and sexism at all. I think it's the same thing, just in a just in a different form. It's exactly what it seems like. And one thing you mentioned there, Roy. I mean, there was a there was a post that I picked up on the other day. It came up on my stream uh, that somebody had commented on. And one of the comments was, football is a man's game. You don't see me walking into a woman's salon and say that I need to get away from my bird, which is bird for a start. But uh, love, love just to say, love, stay in your own lane, will you? Um, and, you know, she basically commented saying, someone else not bright enough to understand that just because, he's, just because I'm a woman doesn't mean we shouldn't be allowed to do things we enjoy, which is basically what, Again, Ange and Rory have already said, but um, it's just it's just some of the comments that that you see, and you know, you see that football is a man's game. You don't see me walk into a salon type comments. I mean, I don't understand what they're trying to achieve by comments like that. Um, but it, again, for me, it is exactly the same kind of remit as racism for me. It's the same backbiting, pathetic comments that 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 we see online. If you sorry, if you if you look at um, let's take top-class ladies football. 
If you look at Real, Real Madrid and Barcelona, Barcelona are the best ladies team in the world by none. Um, you know, they're, they're way better. And um, they're playing Real Madrid again next week. That is a sellout. The whole game is a sellout. Um, and the vast majority of the people watching that game will be men. So you have to question uh, why people in this country aren't coping as well with some European countries. I'm not saying there are other countries as bad, uh, but if it works well in somewhere like Spain and they're selling out, yeah, the standard's brilliant. Uh, it should be acceptable in our country. We actually, after all, invented football. I can yeah. agree with that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like you say there, I mean, I know there's been broadcasting issues in the past where, the, you know, there's been big Super League, women's Super League games on and Sky have put a mat, like a men's match on at exactly the same time. And it's like, and they've, they've put them on purposely to clash them. And it's like, why are you doing, you wouldn't do, you wouldn't have a, you wouldn't have a championship or a League One game at the same time as a Premier League game. So why do you feel it okay to, to do that? And making okay. your viewers choose when you may want to watch both of them. Well, that, that's the thing, like, going back to what was said earlier about, like, the racism and sexism, it, someone compared, like, females playing football and men doing dance, and there were still comments of, well, men, men, men shouldn't do dance anyway, and they were coming from males, but it's still the same, like, any sport is for anyone, no matter what, like, netball, you, that can be anyone, basketball, football, any sport is for any gender, you just... It's it's everything's genderized nowadays. Colors are genderized, clothes are genderized, accessories, makeup, nail varnish, anything you can see, it can be genderized. And this football is one of the massive things that is genderized. And it's well, if women can't do football, men can't do dance. But there's a difference. They can do football and they can do dance. So why compare them? when anyone can do anything if you put your mind to it. Like you said, there should be there shouldn't be any barriers or you know, other than and like I say, as like I said earlier on, it all comes down to what you enjoy doing and what you want to do. And if you're gonna put the if you're gonna put the effort in and and better yourself and become the best that you can in in media, for example, why should you then be penalised and overlooked just because you're a female? Well it, it should get you know everything should be judged on yeah you know, if you enjoy doing something you should be allowed to do it there shouldn't be any barriers quite frankly um and then obviously when it comes to when it comes to jobs and stuff it should be the best person for the role regardless of of gender so, Ange, what you were saying before about social media and people hiding behind accounts I actually signed signed a petition a while back, and it actually got some movement recently, this past week, actually. Um, so on Thursday, the 17th of March, the government's online safety bill was introduced to the House of Commons. Uh, so now it's got to go through um, a few things before it becomes law. Uh, but the idea is to make verified ID a requirement for opening a social media account. So I think that would be a positive step. And like I say, reduce the trolling by probably not like I say about ninety five percent. If people were, you know, if 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 so, if the if the police the authorities or whoever could literally just go, well, account, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whoever, 
what is the ID on that account? Thank you. We're going to pay them a visit. I think you'll see a lot of change <laughs> in it's how people good. treat each other. It's a very good job as well, mate, because let's, let's be honest, social media, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, whatever it is, they ain't going to do this themselves. They've had more than enough time to try and combat that with you know stan colin moore and co getting loads of abuse there's been so many examples so i'm, I'm I, I signed the same petition mate and I'm, and I'm glad that hopefully it's going to come in soon and, and sorry Angela, i think I, I cut you off then okay no i was going to say i agree nothing more but <laughs> exactly <laughs> so um caroline i say you you sort of um sort of associated with her game too do you want to tell us a bit about what you're doing with them yeah, of course. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm Charlotte, and I'm a Rochdale fan. And oh, um, sorry. Oh no, it's all right. I'm a Rochdale fan, and um, it first started on my part. It was, it was just from me and my friend Isabel. We actually had plans. We'd we'd been kind of thinking about doing it for a while, and it was to do our own podcast. But we were always we were always unsure unsure of the backlash we were going to get with us being females. So Rochdale then actually partnered up with the campaign Her Game 2. So since obviously that, um, we started our podcast. That took off really well. Um, we ended up getting contacted by our our programme editor. So we've now got our own feature in the Match Day programme. We have our own blog. And from that, and just from us hearing about the um, campaign Her Game 2, we kind of supported the campaign. And... From then, obviously, um, I've been named club ambassador for Rochdale. So I actually work with the club if there is any problems um, to do with sex, sexist abuse, if obviously from away fans, from our own fans, if someone's feeling uncomfortable to try and help improve the match day experience, whether that be obviously from from fans, from people who work in the club, whether it be physios, whether it be someone who works behind the bar, whether it be someone in the kitchen, um, the kiosk, sorry. So that's kind of my role with Rochdale. But the campaign itself, it's actually, it was founded in May last year on FA Cup final day. And it was a video of the 12 girls. And it was then basically putting up a piece of paper with all the insults and all the nasty comments that they have had aimed at them before. And the video just went absolutely viral i think i think within a couple of hours it had actually reached a million followers and it was just it was just insane and to say obviously it was fa cup final day as well that was pretty that was pretty epic and something special but the girls didn't realize how many fans actually from other teams sympathize with them and how like how it is quite it is quite a common thing. And um, yeah, so basically from there, it started with the girls starting this campaign. And then obviously it just went bigger and bigger. We've obviously got teams from all different leagues um, supporting the campaign from Premier League right down to um, League Two, um, the conference, grassroots teams. We've actually, um, there's actually a Her Game 2 campaign now in the USA, which is just mega. Um, some girls did the same thing with a video and yeah it's just it's just becoming bigger and bigger and it's it sounds awful because you shouldn't have to have these campaigns like the um, kick out racism you shouldn't have to have these campaigns but I think 
I think they are needed to educate people. Yeah, I mean, so what you've heard, obviously, from, from Ange and from Rory tonight, is yes. that sort of what you're hearing yourself at Rochdale as well? Well, I'll be quite honest with you. I'm I'm 30 now, and I was going with my dad since being four years old. I'll be honest. When I was four, I wasn't really interested. It was just a wave to um, Desmond the Dragon, our mascot, and for a pie, because they're really good. <laughs> but um, I've been a season ticket holder since I was six, and I'm 30 now. And I've never, at an actual game, I've never received any abuse or ever felt like I was singled out, ever been victimised because I'm a woman. But it's all stemmed from social media. And there's, there's obviously been times like similar to the other females in the chat now where it's been like, get, to the, get back to the kitchen and your opinion's not valid. But um, it's also been the case as well with me in particular because I do have a large following on social media and it is because obviously I'm a football fan and because of my podcast. So I am very lucky that I have that platform and I want to use it in a right way to try and inspire women to have a voice. And that's one of the reasons I'm doing a podcast. But at the same time, you do get backlash and it actually can get quite personal as well. Like the other day, I just put on... It was a video, um, just a quick like a TikTok kind of video, and it was actually um, advertising her game too and the merchandise. And I had people comment on the way I look, and <laughs> it's just it can get really nasty. And as much as I have grown a thick skin now, and some of the comments don't get to me when someone personally like attacks your appearance and the way you look, that's really nasty. So. Yeah, it can it can get a bit it can get a bit brutal sometimes. It really does show, doesn't it? Again, that Ange said the whole hiding behind your yeah your keyboard. I mean, if they bring in that legislation of having to verify your account, I really genuinely do think we'll see that disappear overnight, which will I think will then progress the argument. I'm not gonna say it will never happen because unfortunately some people are just idiots, but you know, I think it will cut it out dramatically and I think that is then the way forward both for racism and uh, again the, the fem female sport i think that will that will that will change very very quickly because they can no longer get away with it so hopefully it comes in yeah. and actually, actually dan just obviously we've heard from the uh, also the ladies but have you personally heard any of these comments yourself at stoke i can't say that i have so i'm just trying to figure out is this a, a social media issue <clears throat> or or what yeah, I, I obviously I've got four daughters. Um, if the, the eldest I took to football, she wasn't interested. Fair enough. Uh, I do actually go with my eight-year-old and my four-year-old. Um, so the middle two, they they go to they've got season tickets with me in the family stand, and I haven't. So obviously I haven't heard nothing them. They're only children. I doubt they're going to get anything because they are children. But yeah, it's not something I've really heard. Um, as such no i think but again like i say it's probably they're not going to be screaming it out either are they it's going to be the snidey little quiet if they're going to say yeah. it to somebody while they're there it'll be like the quiet comments that only they can sort of hear that you know would would upset somebody but doesn't put them out there in front of everybody so everybody knows what they've said yeah, which sort of says it sort of says what kind of person they are, and they they, they, sort, they must know. 
to do that, you know you're doing something wrong because you don't want everyone to hear what you're saying. Yeah, of when... course. And it's like, it's like even, it's not even just the nasty comments. It's like even the chants that a lot of fans do. And especially when there's like a female physiotherapist, when they're coming on the pitch to do the job and they're getting male fans screaming and singing chants at them and the woman's just come on to do a job and I just find I just find things like that and I know obviously it's been in the game obviously even when I was younger I'd say to my dad what are they singing like I had no idea kind of thing and I just think I just think even things like that the poor woman's coming on the pitch to do a job and she's being like she's been made to feel uncomfortable yeah um I've noticed, like, whenever I've been to a football match, like, there'll be males around me. They've seemed to have got into a conversation with me about football. Obviously, I've, st- I've had the looks from people behind me that, I like, I should shut up because I do like to, like, obviously cheer or what, whatever, chant, obviously, but there's still people behind you that will give you the snide looks. Um, the a video went round that um, if there was a female football fan um, I think it was a home fan, and the away fans were shouting, um, like they were shouting words at her that uh, were diabolical. That they were awful words. What they were saying, like um, it was something about her being in, a, in an orange coat and she shouldn't have been there because she was female, and that blew up massively. Like I'd seen it, and then within an hour later, it blew up again, and I was just like, wow, that's how. That's how bad it was that it got blown up to people to see it and see how bad that away fans, home fans can be. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting as well. You said, like, you know, women just going, trying to do their job. Yeah. I remember when Sean Massey started, like, running the line in, like, the Football League. Yeah. And you would see, you would, you would make sort of a, a controversial decision or what appeared to be to the fire. You'd hear like murmurs, like, and you could tell the undertone of what, what was sort of being said without it actually hearing. You, you couldn't hear the way, but you could tell, like, oh, you know, well, there'll be woman running the line, it yeah. was that kind of thing. But now, because she's been doing, I actually think she's probably one of the best line, liners yeah, around him. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, and now you, it doesn't like it would get mentioned at first, wouldn't it? Like, oh, there is a we have a female lines lines woman today, and you know the media would mention it and stuff. And but now she can run the line, and nobody bats an eyelid, even notices that she's there half the time. Which, as an official, is probably a good thing. Yeah, and I think that's why, um, obviously, this campaign itself is obviously brilliant, and what the girls are doing, obviously the lead girls in particular, but us girls and obviously our clubs are doing and it's getting to the point now where we do want to educate people and whether that's going into schools colleges um just all different age range just trying to get the fact and just to normalize that it shouldn't be a game just for men and the typical it's a man sport as um you get and people say I think I think yeah I think it does need to be normalized and people do need to obviously it's hard for some people because you know a lot of people can be stuck in the ways and that goes for racism and stuff like some of your other generation but I think we just need to get out of the habit now of it just being a man's game and women should their opinions should matter and we are valid and it's like me like now obviously I went with my dad and 
obviously now I take I've got a little boy and I take him to football with me and I want him to think do you know what it is normal to go with my mum to football and stuff like that I just want it to get out of the habit that it should it should be like this typical man's game because it's not um as long as you're enjoying it as long as obviously you're supporting your team and you're obviously I'm saying enjoying it I'm a Rochdale fan so that very rarely happens to be (laughs) honest but um, yeah as long as like you're doing what you're doing and you get enjoyment out of it you should be able to and you should be able to go to football without people grunting and turning the nose at you because you're a female I wouldn't worry, I wouldn't worry Charlotte uh, we, we don't we don't actually enjoy it at Stoke either <laughs> nope <laughs> I can I can kind of agree with what um Charlotte said because my my dad's not not interested in football at yeah. all like he doesn't he doesn't pay attention but he'll pay attention because he knows that I'm interested but it's always been my mom and my sister who take me to the games or my nan. Like they'll take me because they know that that's my passion of what I want to do. Um, but my my dad, like, like I said, like he he hasn't shown interest. He doesn't like football. He always tells me to stop to take the rubbish off when I wear his Stoke. Which at the minute <laughs> I can agree <laughs> with him, but it, it that's just being a Stoke fan. Um, and but he'll still sit there and kind of take the thing that that's what I want to do when I'm old. That's what I want to go into. And obviously, it is all I talk about, but that's because it's my passion, and that's why I thank my mum and my sister and my nan because they've always kind of they've showed me that I can go to the matches as being a female. I think also when you were talking about Sean Massey being the lines person. Um, you've now had some ladies uh, refereeing uh, matches in Europe. And again, it's a question of if you see it, you can be it. And I've no doubt that Sean Massey's helped um, a lot of people to decide that, yeah, OK, I can't play at the top level. I could referee or, or run the line. So uh, it, it's it's great that. And as Charlotte said, if you're if you're in a generation now where it's becoming... Uh, more normal to for a female to want to go to into the media or or if you have a small child and you want to take your child it, it, that will help to change perceptions of people because the mother taking the little boy to a football match or the daughter to a football match is going to become more common so I've no doubt in time it will change um, it's just it would be nice for change to happen a lot quicker what you're saying before as well about the being uh, you, you say like a million views of, of the video that, that her game yeah. took her out. Did that sort of did that sort of back it up? Because do you have like a vocal man, minority? Do you think, as in a lot of things, when there's when there's people who are being negative and people who are who are criticising, they're always very vocal, aren't they? And people who do support things are often very quiet. Did that sort of make? Make you feel good that thinking, oh yeah, there is actually a lot of then you know a lot of the public are actually in support of, uh, so support of this cause. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, of course. And um, with us girls in particular, don't get me wrong, we still get our comments on social media. You still get people sniping about the campaign. We've um we've had comments like you're just creating a problem that's not there, and obviously. Um, that's quite ignorant <laughs> and they're the kind of people who are creating a problem because they're very ignorant obviously towards it but it's like now 
um, people, especially on social media, um, if there's ever negative comments about the campaign, if there's ever negative comments towards any of us girls, as much as them negative comments do annoy us and frustrate us, you get so much love and you get so much appreciation off people as well. So for it's quite it's like with me, I'm quite um I'm quite a sensitive person, but I have grown a thick skin now. And for all the couple of negative comments, you get so many positives and you get so many people that appreciate you and are fully behind it. So yeah, that is nice to know. And like I said, for for the people who do have a comment or do want to troll you on social media, you do get a lot of backup by people. So that's really, really positive to see. There's um there's a few Premier League teams that have actually um joined the campaign and it was amazing to see. I don't know if any of you's um seen it, but the Leeds and Manchester United game, um Leeds actually wore the Her Game Two t shirts and we've had like obviously we've had Kelvin Calvin Phillips, um pictures of him supporting the campaign. Um, Everton with um, Calvert-Lewin, Brentford with um, Tony and um, Christian Eriksen. So as much as obviously it's frustrating, but when you've got obviously these big names and hopefully if you see like the younger generation in particular and their role models wearing these T-shirts and you're getting the campaign out there, hopefully they will start to obviously see the campaign and think it's normal like her game too it should be a game for all genders in particular and yeah I just think I just think it's getting it out there and spreading the message and then hopefully it is it is normal where do you where do you see sort of like the campaign going is it is it that you want sort of every as many clubs as possible involved? yeah all the 92 in the national league you know anyone who wants to get involved yeah, is there yeah, a way they can get involved? Does it have to be led by the club themselves, or can the supporters initiate anything? Um, just clubs reaching out to her game too, and obviously emailing them. And then um, there's a lot of things the girls do, like partnerships. There's a lot of things that entails. Yeah, I think it's just obviously getting all the 92 clubs to join. Obviously. Um, your non-league clubs as well obviously grassroots teams but also like I said before like going into schools and educating them from a younger age and obviously going into colleges universities just just trying to spread the message out there and just like I said just the communities in general like just getting the message out there yeah um, I know when we, when I went to the last Stoke game I went to was the one against um, Blackpool, and I think there was so, there was a group of girls I can't remember who they were but they were with the Community Trust. Um, they all had her game two shirts on because um, it was when the legends were there and they had the photo taken with the big banner. They were all stood there holding it up. Um, oh, really? um, and. Joe Bursick came over to me after when I'd met him and then the girls were in like a thingy with the Her Game 2 t-shirt and he stood behind them with a photo. Um, I think Joe Allen did, I'm not sure. I know he went to the group of boys. I can't remember if he did, but I, I know definitely Joe Bursick had a photo with them. Um, I think that's on the Community Trust Facebook and Instagram, I want to say, but I know some of the girls were holding the big banner up with the all the memories of the legends. Um I know they all had her game two t shirts and I was just, and I was 
I was proud to be a Stoke fan, knowing that Stoke have got involved with something so big and something that needs to be cracked down on. Yeah, it was it was Joe Bursey, by the way, Rory. Yeah, yeah he I was. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, he's on the he's on the Twitter page as well. Yeah, yeah, he came he came over to me because we'd waved him over, and then he he'd went and took the um he took the photo because. There was there was so many I see so many female fans now at football games, um, and me and my cousin went and he happily had the conversation with us like asking us how we were and just the basic thing of how a female fan should be treated as much as a male fan should and he took the time and effort to give us an autograph to give us a photo, and it was just like it was a proud moment to be a Stoke fan that to know that we're all a part of something so big. Yeah, so. Obviously, like wrapping up this section of the pod, then I mean, the, were the three the three of you would would there be a message that you would like to sort of get out to people? You know, if you just sum up, you know, what, what people, you what you'd expect, what you'd like to see going forward. Is there is there anything you'd like to say? I I just I want female footballers, fans, whatever. I want their voice to be heard because obviously when I get older, I want to go into the media. I want to kind of show that female fans, footballers, whatever, their voice should be heard, no matter how they play, what they play. I want their voices just... I want them to be shown that they can play no matter what. And and I just want to... I want to be able to help crack down on the discrimination against us because it shouldn't be happening. And hopefully, I can be a part of a team who can help crack down on that. So just my message to everyone today who's listening is... Don't give up on your dreams because you won't get there unless you believe. And do you have anything to say? Uh, well, you know, I've got to be um, honest that if we're talking about Stoke, I, I'm a female chair of, of the Supporters Council. Now, I was everybody that is on the on the council is voted on by the fans, so um, that that means that obviously some people recognise female fans, and then the council pick whoever they want to be chair and I've been very proud to be chair and Stoke also have a really good track record of employing females in the football club so I I, I think Stoke are pretty forward thinking as a club but in terms of, of, of this podcast I, I everybody should realise that sport should be inclusive and football will be inclusive and no one will stop ladies playing football or women having football teams because we live in a modern world in which women should be integrated and there'll be enough leaders uh, like the other people on these phone calls on the podcast tonight and leaders playing sport that will make it inclusive in the future. And it's been a great pleasure to to talk to these other people and uh, hopefully we'll help to push the game forward. Yeah, definitely. And that's, yeah, I've thoroughly enjoyed tonight. Um, Charlotte, I mean, I think Andrew and Rory have summed it up pretty well there, haven't they? Yeah, of course. And just just if, just, just, be yourself. And as much as it can be hard sometimes, because a lot of people are scared to have their say and have their opinion, and as much as people are obviously scared of the backlash, there is a lot more people, and I've learnt from experience myself, there is a lot more people who will support you and will be fully behind you. And as Rory said as well, just if you've got a dream, just believe in yourself and don't give up because that's something I did. And it started off as just a hobby for me and doors, it's actually opened 
from just a hobby when my kids went to sleep <laughs> because I had nothing else to do it's just mental and yeah I'm not saying obviously it's going to be like that for everybody but if you enjoy it if it's a dream that you've got I can't see why you can't do it just believe in yourself dude I've really enjoyed um this I think it's been it's been really good to get into the minds of, of you three as well and you know just your experiences and and how you feel because as as much as you are goodwilling if you're not in the, I'm never going to experience what you three are going to experience am I because like you yeah, said starting off with me and Mike do this podcast and as men we've always been looked at as oh well football you know men football go together and that's always been how it's how it's looked and we I think it's just been important that we get and look at the other, you know, look into how things can come across, how things can affect people. And now some people can be held back by something they can't control, which is their, you know, their, their sex, the, the fact they're female. And yeah, I think it's, it's you know, really, really important that we have these kind of talks and, you know, just try and, like you say, just, just educate people into how, you know, what what how they can affect other people's lives and and there is no reason why there is no reason why you shouldn't go and uh, play football and whatever standard football you are Rory that you go out you go out there and you enjoy it and 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 if you you should go and enjoy doing the, the media work with with Radio Stoke and and leading the supporters trust and not have to worry about you know people's comments are they coming in you know purely on the fact nothing no, nothing to do with your actual work nothing to do with you know what you've said or your opinions purely based on on the fact that you're female and it's 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 wrong <laughs> it's, it needs to be highlighted and like i say eventually it'll be it'll be stopped but the quicker the better really um have you got anything you want to add mike before we before we wrap it up no, I think I think everything's been been said very very well. So yeah, thank you to everyone who's who's come on there, and hopefully you know anyone listening to this, whether you're male or female, has got got something out of this. And and like you said, Dan, I think you maybe cut yourself short, mate, but I don't I don't think should. You know, so we've we've seen the other side, and it shouldn't be another side. It should just be a side, and in time it will get there. So uh, no, thank you, um, you know, very much for for joining. Can I just say one last thing? Mm. If you play, if you're playing for Stoke. It does matter how well you play. So don't let's go down that route. <laughs> right? Don't you that's pretend a, that it doesn't matter very... because, you know, we're Stokies here, apart from Rochdale, and I hope they do very well too, but we don't have rubbish at Stoke. I mean, you, you said earlier on, Ange, you, you said that um, about like male and female players playing together once puberty separates them and stuff because of physical um, attributes and that. I'd quite happy have Lucy Bronze playing at fullback for Stoke. I think she'd do a good job. <laughs> Definitely. We've got a little bit more to come with this, haven't we, Dan? Um, yes, we are. We're going to be recording tomorrow. So uh, do you want to let everyone know what, we're, what we've got to, to finish this off tomorrow? Yes, so obviously this this has been released on Friday, whether you listen to it Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or well behind them, Monday. Always before <laughs> school that I listen to it. <laughs> um, but we are actually, yeah, we're going to be recording uh, tomorrow with Lou Roberts, uh, one of the Stoke coaches with the women's team. Uh, so yeah, so we're going to be recording with her, and that'll be like a second part for this international break, where we'll be sort of delving into sort of like, you know, the women's team, the running of it, 
the history behind it, their achievements, and then looking forward, you know, where what they're hoping to achieve going forward as well. So, yeah, that's going to be a really interesting chat as well tomorrow with Lou. As we said there, don't forget to join us on Monday and download the second part of this podcast where we'll be chatting with Stoke Lady's very own Lou Roberts. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.